Love Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Pure Hope with your host, Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. Hope is the name the angels gave Reverend Gorman. Help open planetary eyes. And that's what we hope to do on Pure Hope. Thank you for joining us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Pure Hope Show, and happy Thanksgiving. I hope all of you had a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving, and we have a wonderful, marvelous show tonight. We're um, looking forward to having our speaker on, and um, so I welcome you. Tonight, we are celebrating Native American Indian Heritage Month. And on August 3rd, 1990, the President of the United States, which was George W. Bush, declared the month of November as the Native American Heritage Month. So tonight, we are joining forces with Garrett Duncan, who is a Navajo shaman and a medicine man. He is going to assist us tonight, and that's what is so incredibly Wonderful. He's going to assist us tonight in recognizing your inner native, whatever that might be. Garrett will tune into your spirit and share with you perhaps your tribal affiliation and perhaps even more, he will give you a name. So if you love watching Dances with the Wolves or The Last of the Mohicans, if you do own a rattle or a drum or a walking stick or feathers, And if you have dreamt of flying with the eagles, the hawks, or the ravens, if you have smudged using sage and cedar, or dreamt of running with the wolves, buffalo, or horses, if you've answered yes to any of these questions above, chances are that you have been Native American in a past life. The number to call is 213-559. 2974 and press the number one and our program director Tom will put you on the air with Garrett and I. Garrett Duncan grew up on the Navajo Reservation in northern New Mexico near the Four Corners areas. As a child he was delighted in listening to the tales and the legends of the elders in the community and was inspired to learn everything he could about the Navajo spirituality and ceremonial healing. His interests have expanded to encompass the traditions of other Native American people, Eastern concepts embodied in Reiki, and more recently, I hope I'm pronouncing this right, I kind of looked it up, Hope Hoponono, a Native American, I'm sorry, a Native Hawaiian healing tradition, which many of us know. This is exciting, and the energy is already building. We have burned sage, as we have also uh, burnt our sweet grass. We are welcoming you to um, come in to our listening audience and telephone us again. You just might learn something about your past, and you also might learn something about your future. So it is an honor and a humble, with humble, humble respect, I now welcome Garrett Duncan to our live program tonight. Garrett, are you on? 
Yes, I am. Good evening, everyone. Good evening. I'm so glad that you're on the air with us tonight. It is a very much an honor to have you here. And um, I just wanted to ask, Garrett, are you calling in from New Mexico right now, or are you on the road teaching? Or No, I'm actually in Denver, Colorado, and that's where I currently reside. Okay, okay, wonderful, wonderful. So tell me a little bit, what is Native American Indian Heritage Month? What exactly does that mean to you and to our nation? Well, this, um, I guess you would say this idea, this concept, uh, was something that growing up in grade school, it was always part of uh, my awareness. And being in this role right now, the Native Heritage Month is usually celebrated by colleges, libraries, elementary schools. They have specific kind of recognition and honor to the natives. And what the month encompasses all these, you know, just more or less just awareness. So a lot of the times the schools, they just bring awareness that the natives, Native Americans, that the tribal members are still pretty much here, and they do offer classes and research, at least try to provide students on how to go about their understanding and awareness of, of the peoples here in North America. And so with me being in this role, um, one of the reasons why this uh, class had come about was because the elders, and when I say elders, it's more of the ancestral spirits, the ones that come to me and work as guides and work as helpers. They had given me directive, I want to say maybe about three years ago, and it was around this time in this month of November that they had indicated that it was time to bring about this recognition to non-Indigenous peoples in, this, in their current lifetimes to bring this awareness and more or less to give them validation, letting them know that it was okay for you to utilize stage. It was okay for you to utilize drums. It was okay for you to work with different tools that are affiliated with Native traditions. And the reason for that is because in previous lifetimes, you were Native before. And Mm. me, in this role, every individual that I've seen, that I've given guidance to, counseling, healing, they always have some type of Indigenous lineage or tribal affiliation in their energy fields. So that says to me that, oh, you've been native before. Is there a reason why you like birds? Is there a reason why you're drawn to hawks? Is there a reason why owls speak to you? So we go about addressing that, and I bring this awareness to their attention. And then then a lot of the times what they end up doing is validating it for me. And most likely, most mostly important is just validating it for themselves. So it's giving themselves permission to go about utilizing these traditions and this awareness. 
Wow. Well, I, I and Jody and Mona and all of us here at the Hope Interface Center were so excited, Garrett, that you were going to be on the program tonight because we ourselves were witnessing uh, here at the Hope Interface Center how many people were interested in drumming circles, how many people um, were interested in collecting feathers and had would collect feathers and stones and many of those things and did not want to do it uh, with the deepest regards, uh, without the deepest regards, and without the honoring and respect. So we were always wondering how the Native American culture and people who were on the Navajo nations and the other nations felt about how, you know, um, how they felt if we did use sage and cedar and sweet grass and used our feathers and how they felt if what we when we were doing drumming circles and things like that so that's that's very helpful mm-hmm. to know that so yeah that, and being in given this permission. role mm-hmm, that is one of the reasons why it came to my attention because yeah. the ancestral spirits and connections that I've had with the elders there they said it was important for individuals in this lifetime, in their current lifetimes now, to hear it from someone who embodied the indigenous um, form physically, like physically speaking. It was important for them to receive that validation from someone who carried the indigenous lines now. So that was the reason why I said, okay, I guess this is another thing to add to to why I'm here, you know, to bring about mm-hmm. this this awareness. And mm-hmm. it's, and it's not to, you know, like you mentioned before, it's not to give any disrespect whatsoever to the current individuals, to the current tribal members. All it is is just bridging the gap. It's helping to bridge and bring further awareness from a higher perspective, from a higher um, awareness of how about we are all related, you know, how we all have this connection and that we need to continue to move forward in full collaboration. So that hmm. was primarily, you know, the reason behind all of this. Wow. wow. That, that is wonderful. Well, I looked at your website, Garrett, before I had you come on the air and I've been, I always try to do at least a little bit of research and get to know people through um, the classes and information that are shared on the website. And one of the things that I thought was very interesting is a class that you give that is called Mm -hmm. Featherway, the sacred journey. I was just wondering, can you tell us about the importance of feathers uh, for the Navajo people and what that means to you? Yes, so the featherway is actually a derivative of a ceremonial form among the Navajo tradition, among Navajo ceremonial element. It is actually called the featherway. And part of, part of the um, ceremony utilizes, I guess you would say one of the reasons why the ceremony is performed, it has to do with anything that involves the element of air. Mm -hmm. So the spiritual practice of the people, the Navajo people encapsulates the earth realm, the elemental realm, 
the uh, embodiments of Earth's children. And so what they say is that sometimes we dishonor or we have an imbalance within ourselves. Somehow we've offended Mother Earth or offended certain aspects of her, you know, and her children. And we have to be sung or prayed to be sung back into harmony or prayed back into harmony. So the featherway utilizes feathers from various, primarily, you know, it, it involves eagle feathers or harp feathers. They work with those medicines. They say the prayers that are affiliated with the eagles, affiliated with the hawks, and they basically invoke their energy, invite them into this space, invite them into the ceremony, and they restore the balance for the patient or the client, the individual receiving the healing, when it comes to some type of um, impairment, if you want to call it that, around breathing, so around air, like the lungs. So Hmm. when you have a hard time breathing or something has to do with the air, the respiratory system, a -hmm. lot of the times the, the ceremony of the featherway itself is performed to help restore the balance. Hmm. And a Hmm. lot of the times the individuals, they've maybe in some way offended one of these bird beings, when it offended them, maybe touched the feather and they weren't supposed to um, because the energy of the eagle is very, very high. Vibrationally, it's very intense. Um, especially with the bald eagle. Primarily, that is the main totem that I work with a lot. The bald eagles have shown me a lot of wisdoms and journeys. And when the feather way came about, it actually started as a result of me receiving my eagle feathers. I received these eagle feathers and went through the initiations, the ceremonies, the prayers from my uncle, and he was the one that had performed the ceremony for me and indicated that these feathers were to be utilized in a sacred way with respect and honor, and there were a lot of responsibilities that came with them, and he said you would be able to help heal a lot of people utilizing their medicine, and the feathers themselves would also share with me message they would share with me different insights about worldly affairs um, even star energies how to work with it in that manner and so there was a lot of uh, care that had to go into getting them prepared so when the featherway came about for me the i had performed an honoring ceremony for hawk and what came of that was the hawk had said at the end of the ceremony, the, her- the hawk was very thankful, very gracious. And he said to me in his ethereal form, in his energy form, that he would help me too. He said, you were the one that provided the ceremony. You did the honoring. So I will help you in return for that. I didn't know hmm. what he meant. And what came about was, he basically showed me how to bring about the feather way from the point of cleansing the feathers, cleaning them, how to utilize these techniques that were shown to me 
um, from a perspective of seeing the feather as a sword, working at it from an angle of each feather as a sword, and then therefore utilizing that to clear energies to help to help clean or cut cords that were attached to individuals. And that was just primarily the male form, which I would call the warrior technique. So the warrior aspect mm-hmm. working from that from that angle. Mm-hmm. And then later mm-hmm. the divine feminine came in. The divine feminine aspect came in um, right before 2012. And the featherway at that point had stopped. Like energetically it stopped. The classes had stopped and people stopped coming. And I'm like, okay, what's going on here? Spirit, what's happening? And then they said, wait, 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 stop, stop, stop. And then as soon as I put a halt to it, then this new divine feminine came in, a new symbol came in with how to utilize it, and it brought in the balance of bringing forth the more nurture energy. And up until Mm. that point, they indicated that since 2012 and the shifting and continues to move forward, it's all about the heart resonance. Mm. Um, The featherway encompassed both techniques, and then on top of that, we utilized feathers uh, for intention setting, we work with the energy of the specific feather, that specific bird. We put intentions into the feather, and then we would release the feathers into a flowing source of water. And that's where wow. it enca- encapsulated the earth resonance as well. And mm-hmm. then I just had the last little segment was how to properly cleanse the feather, how to which which soaps to use, how to go about cleaning them physically all the way down to etherically, and then bringing um, a set of 30 bird totems into the mix, too, is understanding how the, the um, different energy of that specific bird would help harness and intensify their specific intention. So the featherway encapsulates all of this. So these hmm. teachings came, came about as a result of me receiving the eagle feathers and then on top of that, you know, I um, the hawk was speaking through and showing me how to basically put it on paper. So mm-hmm. it came together very beautifully, and it still continues to grow because now I'm teaching the teachers on how to get ready, how to teach the classes, you know. It's been yeah. in place for five years now. So it's a really good modality for someone to who has an interest in feathers to work with them, how to utilize them from a clearing perspective, how to use them for intention setting. But there's a lot of different elements that come into play when I, when I teach the class. Wow. Wow. Mm-hmm. Well, we lot. have some, <laughs> yeah, we have some people on the line here that would like to ask you a question. And so we will go to Arizona, Renee, and we'll see if we can get her. Renee? Hello. Hello. Hi. Do you have a question for Garrett today? Hi, Garrett. Hi, um, Renee. Yeah. I'm half Navajo and half Sioux. So I wanted oh, to know what do my ancestors have to communicate with me? What do they have to say? Yes. One of the, one of the things that is um, coming through for you, Renee, 
is that you have been seeking, is what they're sharing with me. Your grandmothers are sharing with me that you have been seeking. You've been in this energy of seeking and seeking and seeking. And now it is time for you to receive uh, the different uh, medicines that are awaiting you, um, really mm-hmm. embracing what they're saying, embracing these aspects of you from both your heritage, you know, not to, not to just have preference for just one side, but to encompass both. So what you're, part of what your role in this lifetime is to encapsulate, you know, the Navajo tradition along with the Lakota tradition being the bridge and service to, to both cultures. And that's where it's kind of like your identity has been impacted growing up and trying to recognize, uh, I guess, distinguish and have this separation. But now it's like you're at that point where you're supposed to blend these two together and to really come about a, a new way of understanding and a new way of how to utilize components from both sides and to bring further awareness to your to your development. Wow. Further development. Does that make sense, Renee? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. Because primarily it's mostly about you've been seeking, like I said, um, and now it's more or less putting it, what you've learned into action, putting it into action. So, like I said, encapsulating the components with both sides, working with the ceremonies from both sides. And it's the same with me. You know, I have I have the Navajo component in this lifetime. You know, so I grew up with the concepts of duality, with all of that. I've grown up with the blessing way, grew up with the protection way, all of that. But I know and just came into awareness for me, I would say about two years ago, that Sitting Bull had come to me as a guide and he shattered all images of what I thought of who I thought he was and he indicated mm-hmm. to me that he said that I was Lakota before in another lifetime and he said in that lifetime both him and I were considered spiritual brothers and we both mm-hmm. carried the medicine of the Heyoka energy which is the sacred clown mm-hmm. yeah so it's kind of like a matter of just coming into the awareness of how to merge and have both uh, concepts from both sides and putting it together and then move forward and showing others that it can be accomplished. Does that make sense, Renee? It does, but I have no one to show me this. So mm-hmm. is this something that my, my ancestors will be showing me? Yes, especially if you're ready me. now. Mm-hmm. If you're open to that awareness and open to their teachings, they can certainly start to teach you these things in your dream time. There's a group of elders and a group of grandmothers right now that have been kind of prompting you in spirit form. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're saying to me that through meditation, but more or less through your dream, dream work, dreaming, you're going to um, have these teachings brought into your awareness in this time. Wow, Okay. Wow. Thank you. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Oh, thank, thank you for calling, Renee. Thank you. Okay, we are going now to another question that we have here. Oh. Sorry to get that. 
Okay. Hello, do you have a question for Hello? Okay, I guess that's no question. Okay, we're going to do another one right here. Hello, do you have a question for Garrett? Yes, I do. Okay, go ahead. You're on the air. Hi, Garrett. Hello. I was also wondering what do um, my ancients and ancestors want me to know and to learn? One of the things that's coming forward for you is... um, did you just receive a stone recently? A stone or a salmon mm-hmm. stone as a it was gifted to me, yes. Yes, and this is what you're supposed to be spending time with. Um the ancestors have embedded information in the stone and they want you to think of the stone as like a key, but think of it also mm-hmm. like an as an um as an antenna, as an extension. And when you meditate or sit with the stones during during ceremony, uh, you're going to be receiving information from times past. Um, so mm-hmm, they're sharing with me that they indicate to, to be patient with yourself, not to rush things. Part of the journey okay. for you in this lifetime is to learn patience. I think you have set very <laughs> high expectations of yourself. <laughs> in this lifetime, yes. <laughs> and so part of yes. you, you get a little bit of antsiness with all of that. So what they're indicating <laughs> is also that the stone is going to help you with that. Does that make sense? It so does. It so does. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So <laughs> definitely spend some more time, quality time with the stone. Uh, the other thing too that I see you around um, by water, like running form of water, uh, like a waterfall or out the river. And they're showing me you sitting on a stone in that area. And that's going to be the best way to help with some of the distractions that are coming in from your ego or from your rationale. They're saying just to hear the sound of running water, and that puts you into that energy of receiving, the receiving. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Mm-hmm. And, and also, and you- um, what, is, what is going on with my hands? Is it on your right side? It's with both of them. All of a sudden, I can, like, make an energy ball, and it just yes. happened. Um, how that? recently? It was about two weeks ago it started, just out mm-hmm. of nowhere. Okay, this is definitely connected to the new moon energies is what grandmothers are sharing with me. Um, you have uh, kind of like in some sense with the previous lifetime of yours, you had affiliation with the moon, like grandmothers of the moon is what's coming through. It's like a group of um, elders, female elders, and they have a very strong affiliation uh, working with the moon energies. And the moon mm-hmm. actually had triggered, think of it as almost like it triggered uh, these your healing from times past now to start working. So you're basically opening uh-huh. back up to your abilities. You had these abilities before, and that's kind of the premise, you know, of what we were discussing tonight about being a medicine person in times past. And so you had these, mm-hmm. these qualities, you had these abilities during this lifetime, 
And what happens is, is they close off. We basically shut them down, and then we embody mm-hmm. a new life, which is this current life. But what happened for you, it was like at a certain point, astrologically alignment connected to the moon, it triggered. So basically it's like it turned back on. So now you're going to be more working hands-on healing. What they're indicating to me is that this is like a natural part of who you are. Um, in Navajo tradition, there's a modality called hand trembling. Um, this, this hand trembling, like your hand starts to shake. Um, what it is uh-huh. is a diagnosis tool. So in our stories and in our, our lineage, they indicate that this gift was gifted to the first hand troubler of the Navajo people from the Gila monster, which is a giant lizard that lives in the deserts of Arizona. And this is the type of energy that I'm feeling that is starting up in your hand. It's also very strong with lightning. So you may start to notice that during rainstorms and storms, when you hear the lightning, your hand's going to start vibrating. Okay. All right. It's just That's the amazing. beginning. It, yeah, it's just the beginning for you. So there's a lot of um, learning that's going to come with all of this. But um, what there's, they, that's why the stone came into your possession because it's going to show you and share with you, you know, how to work with this energy. Oh wow, that's so amazing! And I hope, mm-hmm. and I'm hoping to take some of your classes because I I've met you and I've and I've been with you before. This is Vida from North Glen, Colorado. Hey, oh, Oka. hey, Vida. Uh oh. Uh-oh. When you have Hayoka's in the house, just expect nothing but lightning, or laughing and lightning and craziness. So watch out. <laughs> I love it. Mm-hmm. It's time. It's time, oh. Vida. It 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 is. It's it's time for it's time for you to take this next step. It's it's really okay. it's really time. Um, it's just kind of like you have nothing to be afraid of. You've done this work before, right? You told me that before, yes. And I I had this feeling when when that shaman stone got gifted to me and then my hand Mm -hmm. started vibrating, Mm -hmm. I I told myself, something happened here. It's it's time. And you validated that for me. Thank you. See? You're welcome. We'll see you (laughs) soon, Vida. (laughs) Okay, bye. Have a great day. Love Thank you, Vida, for calling. Love you, too. Thank you. Well, I'm going to ask you another question about the Earth Goddess. Um, I also yes. read on your website, Garrett, about the sharing of the story and the importance of women right now. And as we can yes. see as we watch television and women are coming up and the Earth Goddess as mm-hmm. changing women, can you tell the audience or our listeners tonight what that means at this time upon this planet? Yes. Um, so among the Navajo tradition, we are a matrilineal society. So back in now and back in current and previous times and whatnot, the kids and all the material possessions belonged to the women. It's always been that way. So even like uh, uh, the homes, all materialistic goods, even the kids, when it comes to the clan, the first clan that is given as an introduction, the clan, it comes from the mother. So 
So our mm. mother's clan, so like my mother and her mother and her mother before her, they all share the commonality of the Bitterwater clan, which is one of the four original clans that was created by changing women in our history. So in our oral, oral history, changing woman was an earth goddess. She came to live with the people. She was created in a very sacred way. She was found um, by first man and first woman, and they raised her as, as, her, as their own. And a lot of the ceremonial teachings are based, especially with the blessing way, are based around her upbringing. So when she came into womanhood, um, there was a ceremony called the Kinalta, the uh, girl's initiation rite that was derived as a result of her own. And then when she was a child, when she was a baby, there's a baby first laugh ceremony that's done when the baby first laughs. That was also derived from her. So a lot of the ceremonial components um, encapsulate basically around the myth and around the story of her upbringing. And um, Changing Woman has different prayers. She has provided different teachings. She also gave birth to the hero twins. And the hero twins were the ones that were her sons. And they eradicated giants that apparently roamed the earth at that time. Among our creation story, there is also mention of the great flood that had happened. And there was apparently these, once the people escaped the flood and they emerged into this world, which they call the glittering world, the there was monsters that were created, giants that were roaming. And so changing women came and gave birth to these twins to help eradicate these monsters. And they say that they were giants, very large giants that were devouring the people at that time. So a lot of um, our, our blessing way teachings, songs, prayers, chants, um, invoke her essence, invoke her energy. In Navajo, we call her a sanaglehe, and it means the woman who changes. So when we talk about our philosophy, the four stages of life, baby, and then growing into um, childhood and adolescent, adulthood, and old age, changing woman has all these forms. So it's connected to the east, south, west, north. The east, the new beginnings. The south is the blue. And they say that that's where she's in her adolescent phase. And then the west side is her, is her adulthood. And then the north side is her elderhood, where she becomes an elder. She's older. And then the cycle starts again. So she rejuvenates herself and goes back into her younger form. That's the reason why they call her Changing Woman is that she encapsulates all this and these various embodiments. And so when mm. we bring her teachings, you know, into awareness now in the form of ceremony, we have a lot of uh, our songs and prayers that, that bring her into the sacred setting and we invoke her presence so that we wish, Ill, we wish blessing and prosperity to the, to the, 
all people who are involved. So it just kind of depends on what ceremony is said. And so this for the Navajo people, I guess in some way, the divine feminine, the matrilineal aspect of the tradition has always been there, has always been part of the people from the time of beginning. But it's lost, it's lost its, um, it's kind of lost its purity just with the oncoming and the different change throughout history. And, you know, with mm-hmm. the acculturation of the, of the people now, it's lost some of the that respect it's lost some of that um uh, affiliation high regard that we have for the women and so it's part of as part of this this role the teachers the medicine people especially medicine women who have the gifts and whatnot part of their job is to bring this awareness back to the people again to remind them and say hey we still have our ceremonies we're still surviving we still have these special prayers that are always going to be part of the people. And as long as we take care of these prayers, as long as we utilize them in a respectful way, then the, the culture is not going to die, that it's always going to go and move forward. Hmm. Hmm. Wonderful, wonderful. We have another person on the line who has a question for you. Uh, her name is yes. Minnesota. Stacy, are you there? Yes, Hello. Hi, Hi Stacey, you're on the air. You want to ask? We we hello. can hear you. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Hi, can um, you hear yeah, us? Yeah, hi. That's okay. So, yeah, I can hear you. Um, so I've always been very drawn to the Native American culture and tradition, and there is legend in our family that we have Native American in our ancestry. So I was just calling to see if you get any information about that. And also I've always been drawn to healing and crystals, that sort of thing. Is that related to that? Yes, and it goes beyond just your normal um, awareness when it comes to family um, generations. Um, Uh And at least what I'm feeling with you, Stacey, at least they're showing me three other times um, Black Panther Jaguar or Black Panther from a lifetime that you carried in during the Mayan times. Oh, do you wow. have any connection? Yeah. Do you do you have affiliation with kitties, with cats? No, not really. Yeah, and in that time, it shows it's showing me that you were um, male, that you were male, okay. but you were but you were part of a priest priesthood. Like you were in okay. charge of their their rituals, and what I'm seeing too is that you have um, you're holding uh, what they use in, as part of their uh, medicine is obsidian. So obsidian, like learning how to work with that crystal, working with that energy of the obsidian. Do you have obsidian now? I think I do have a piece of obsidian in my bedroom. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that one is showing me that that's your connection to your Mayan times when you were part of those part of that culture interesting have you ever seen the yeah have you when you look at pictures like when you look at the pictures of the ruins of how they look nowadays do you have uh, a kind of familiarity going on there or like a relationship almost as though there's a you're drawn to it for some reason 
yeah, I've always been really drawn to those ruins and interesting. And I'll watch shows and they'll be like, I wonder why they did this. And I feel like I almost know mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, that yep. makes sense. Yep. Yeah. That, so that's how validation for your rationale, you know, because as I'm tapping into that lifetime that's standing out, it's showing me that you were part of those people. And, yes, in many ways, you already know why those pyramids were built. And uh-huh. so when you do some meditation or healing around obsidian, utilizing that crystal, utilizing that stone, you're basically going to be working with the energy of jaguar. So you're working in that um, shadow realm and, and also working with jaguar as a protector, you know, so that way okay. when you're doing your healing, jaguar is helping to hold the sacredness of your space as you're performing this work. Oh, very interesting. Mm-hmm. When I was in elementary school, we were the jaguars. <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what happens now, yeah, and you know what happens is when I bring this awareness to individuals, you start to see the synchronicity that's around all of this. So you may start seeing more obsidian pop up or people talk about it or you start receiving it. Or okay. you'll start seeing the Mayan ruins and pyramids and all that again. Or there's going to be a lot of reference to Jaguar, that type of energy. Okay. So it's because it's kind of like that awareness, now it's like it's coming back into your field. Sure. sure. Mm-hmm. Well, wonderful. Thank you so much. That's very interesting. You're welcome. Mm, thank, thank you so much for calling, Stacy. Yeah, thank, thank you. you. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. Bye-bye. I wanted to talk a little bit also um, about Sasquatch people. I hope I'm saying that uh, correctly. Um, walking with the Sasquatch people. Yes, Who are the they? What does that mean? <laughs> well, the Sasquatch are also known as the people of the forest. Okay. And these are interdimensional beings. They're interdimensional in the sense that they carry very high vibration. And sometimes they are seen. Other times, most of the times, they are not seen. So the Sasquatch carry this high vibing energy and only allow themselves to be seen by certain individuals. Walking with the Sasquatch um, has brought a new awareness and and another, um, I guess you would say, Bridging the gap, um, they they have sort of like allocated and designated me as an ambassador. Um, I didn't know who or what they really were up until mm-hmm. December of 2015 when their energy mm-hmm. was reintroduced back to me. Um, and initially, they, they've never, I've never seen them in person. Like I've never seen them yet I want to say yet never seen them in person with my physical eyes but I have heard them um, back in August of this year down on the Navajo reservation and in the mountain range down there um, they came and we could hear them clear as day they were hooting they were yipping like coyotes they were speaking their language they primarily communicate through telepathy and hmm. when they do connect with me, they connect on a, on a more of their interdimensional energy form. 
So, mm-hmm. you know, I pretty much live in downtown Denver, and they had delivered to me stones two days before my birthday because basically I had asked for them. When I had asked for them, I really thought to myself that, wow, these gifts from the people of the forest would be some very potent medicine to have. And so they delivered a set of stones on my steps. And when I had picked them up, I knew it was from them because they were shaped very different. They weren't like normal landscape stones that you would find in someone's backyard. Um, Mm -hmm. They also had a very distinguished vibration that was emanating out of each stone. So each stone carried a certain vibrational uh, quality about it. And I started working with them. And then later that same weekend, um, I had dreamed in the dream time, in the astral realm, I was visited by the clan elders, by various clans, by various tribes. And that's where they had, um, in a way, initiated but also allocated me as an ambassador to the people. Hmm. And the Sesquich are bringing these teachings back. Because back in the day, they always had this relationship with Native indigenous people. They've always traded with them. You know, there are stories about how the medicine people would trade herbs that were in their locality, and they would trade herbs with the Sasquatch people that were living higher uh, in the higher mountains, and they would trade herbs with each other because they weren't able to um, go to these specific places. And so back in that time, there was a very um, collaborative, interrelational type of energy that was going on between the Sasquatch people and uh, many indigenous tribes all over, not just North America, but there are, you know, there's stories about them in Australia. There's stories about them in China. There's stories in South America. So they're all over. They're no different to me when I see them. They're no different than indigenous tribes. They have their local, just different local clans. They have names. They speak more, um, like I said, in, in the form of telepathy, but they are very they are very curious beings. Um, they have a lot of curiosity about how humans operate, about our various inventions, but they are all energetically very protective of themselves and of their families. Hmm. hmm. Well, thank you for that. That's so interesting. When I read that too, I thought that was so interesting. I also believe do you do you believe that all of this awakening whether it's stones feathers drumming saging vision quest uh, what's happening right now is that there's a, a i don't know if it's an initiation or an activation to star beings coming back to this planet or we are awakening to remembering that we are star beings is that what you see kind of going on for humanity right now it's, it's kind of more yes yes it is, um, and it's also my understanding is that the star beings have always been here. Um, they've mm-hmm. kind of monitored Earth. Uh, they've monitored uh, Earth's history from the da- from the time of uh, when Earth was the first established colony. Like when she was first in her infancy, she was an established. They established different colonies here. 
and then all the way down to the time of Lumeria, to the time of Atlantis, to Egypt, all of their, during this time, the star beings have always been there. And now they are assisting us by helping us to remember who we are, remembering our galactic heritage, uh, the native various cultures. You know, I mentioned the Mayan culture. There's the mound builder culture. There's the culture in Cahokia. There's the culture of the Southwest, the Chacoan people. They've always had interaction with the star nations. You can see that in their pictographs. You can see it in their petroglyphs. You can see it in some of their designs. And these, these images are, you know, they're carved on the rock. They're painted on the rock. And you just can tell. You just see. It's like, that is a ship. That's a star being. That doesn't look like humanoid thing whatsoever, you know. It's definitely out of this world. So what's happening is um, the star nations are coming back to the human collective to assist in their growth to assist in this ascension, to assist in also planetary ascension by getting everyone, to helping them to remember, to wake up, to wake up, to wake up. And there's a very much a quickening and a quick acceleration that's happening on a global scale. And this has been um, going on, I want to say, for at least beginning of this year, that it has been, it's just been amping up more and more and more and more. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I do not have enough time to tell you about my connection with star beings. And what I tell everybody is that, you know, I'm a 63-year-old grandmother. I have five mm-hmm. children and six grandchildren. And I live, I've been married for happily for 34 years with the same husband. So my life is very, very, very grounded in my everyday life. But doing this for 26 years and beyond is that I've met people in my life that literally came up to me. One of my teachers, Christina Rose, who lives in California, you know, when I met her, she came up to me and she says, I just want you to know that I'm a star being. And we connected on a deep, deep friendship level. And, and what I tell the story is I never really believed that. But I liked her. Mm-hmm. So I became friends with her and she became my teacher. Mm-hmm. But now when I look through my years, my many years of being on this planet, I'm connected with so many people who say that they are either ambassadors, like I know Christine Day, she's an ambassador for the Pleiadian Council and Pleiadians. Um, obviously, you and I know Shirley B, who's connected to the star beings and Carrie Chapman. And um, so I just want to tell everybody that there, I do believe that we have many, many beings coming here and helping us awakening to what you said, our heritage of that. So do all Native Americans believe that their descendants or ascend from uh, other planet, planets and have come to I would- Earth also? Yeah, I would say that just kind of depends on where they are in their in their evolutionary uh, path. Because okay. some some tribe some tribal members just kind of disregard the notion altogether, um, and it's kind of like in a way almost is that they're just um, I want to say naive, but it's not so much about naive. They're just 
Native traditions are very grounded. So yeah. here's, here's the collaboration that is going on. So yes, the sardines are coming. They're coming from the higher dimensional frequencies to help us. But in return, what's happening too is there an, there's an exchange going on with them as well. So they are wanting to learn. When I find star seeds, especially with the younger generation now, the, the kids, um, they have such a hard time, first of all, being grounded, being in their bodies. Second of all, they have a hard time focusing in school because these are outdated systems. And then energetically, they are just superly, overly bombarded. They're um, bombarded because of the density. So, But what their job is, because they are representatives of the different galactic nations that are out there, they are here being an ambassador, embodying a human body, a human spirit, a human form, but learning on behalf of their people. So the star nations are here, yes, but they don't have any concept. Like they don't understand how the resonance of earth, how, why is it that we need to have money? Why is it that everybody's working this eight to five job and they're miserable? See, they don't have concept of that because they're so high vibing love and light, this high vibration, and they're trying to come down to our level to reach an understanding. Does that make sense? It makes total sense to me. It t- makes yeah. total sense to me. And and a lot of times that's why they're drawn to shamans or medicine people from various tribes because the natives, the individuals who've embodied native indigenous life over and over and over and over, they've, they've mastered the energies of earth. They know how to work with drums. They know how to utilize the tools of feathers and sage and copal and cedar, you know, the trees. They understand how to work with the herbals. So the star beings come here to learn how to work from a planetary level of things as well. So there's this collaboration that's going on between many of the medicine people, and it always has been that way. I love it that you use the term collaboration over and over and Mm -hmm. over again, because that's exactly what we're doing right here at the Hope Interface Mm -hmm. Center. That's what we're doing on Pure Hope Show, inviting you on and other people on, is that my hope is, is that we can like bridge the gap of our diversity. I celebrate Mm -hmm. diversity, but I like to bridge the gap and see our oneness. And so I so appreciate that answer. And Mm-hmm. Um, I love also that you said that they are representatives uh, of those planetary systems that are here mm-hmm. at this time to help with ascension and awaken humanity. So um, um, the other thing I wanted to let everybody know, too, is on, you know, never in my wild, really, Garrett, never in my wildest dreams did I ever think that we would have here at the Hope Interfaith Center a star gathering and uh, I want everybody to look on our website. We are having a star gathering on June 23rd and June 24th, of which Garrett will be with us uh, of 2018. And um, that has turned out to be an enormous, wonderful collaboration because we wonderful. have so many people that have said yes. And um, 
So I, I'll probably give that a plug at the end of the show as well. But we have another Wonderful. question for you, my friend. Yes. Hello, you are on the air with Garrett and Hope. Do you have a question for Garrett? Hello, you are on the air. Hi, Garrett. This is Rita. I hope you remember me. Hi, Rita. How you doing? Fine. We met at Laguna and also up in Washington. Yes, Rita from California. Yes, I remember yeah. you. Hmm. I actually just wanted to tell and say hi. I've actually um, met Garrett at the Sasquatch Conference in Washington, and I actually saw my first Sasquatch there, and it kind of thrilled me when I went up there for the conference. We were sitting around the campfire sharing Sasquatch stories, and I had just finished saying I'd never seen one after, and I really hoped to, and then 10 minutes later, one of them walked across the campground, and someone else saw it with me, and we both kind of thrilled at the point. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Mm. That's wonderful. Actually, that's wonderful. Um, I was I meant it because Garrett did a clearing on me when I was in Laguna, but I never actually got any type of name affiliation from him. If there's any names, we met someone else at the conference, um, Shikara, and she kind of thought maybe I have gypsy blood in me. As far as I know, I'm 100, percent you know, white American. That was just kind of hemming and hawing over different aspects. And if Garen has any insight and in, in any, any other background for me or any other name affiliations for me. From an, from a, are you curious about your previous lifetimes um, as a native, Rita? That would be nice to know, yeah, because I'm sure I've had one. I've had some shaman training through some local shamans yes. in the L.A. area. But yes. I and one of the ones that's coming background. through real strong for you, Rita, is um, there's an affiliation with horses for you. Um, the, the tribal uh, name that's coming through is the Northern Cheyenne. Uh, people of the spotted horse is what it's showing me. Um, real strong. There's a black, I want to say it's a black mare. She has like a diamond in the center of her forehead. Her rump is uh, spotted, so it's white with some black spots in between. Uh, sorry, it's not a mare. He's making it clear. It's a, it's a male. Um, this, this, is a, this is one of your guides from that lifetime who's coming back to help you and understand this aspect of you. Okay. So how do I apply and I'm that? Hearing, in my, go on. Sorry. And the name. Sorry, no problem. Uh, there's a name that's coming through uh, really strongly for you, Rita. Hold on one moment. Uh, they're calling you Painted Shield. They called you Painted Shield. Um, initially, you had started off, like, I think of it as in your younger days, you were, of course, you know, the warrior and doing all that. And then later, though, when you became elder, as you started to age and whatnot, um, you became more of the medicine uh, person, like definitely working with herbals. So I see you doing a lot of uh, manipulation with your hands, almost like you were... You were their chiropractor in that lifetime because <laughs> I see you, like, doing some adjustments, you know, kind of like massage therapy. Um, I also see, too, where you were warming up the stones. So you were heating up the stones, and then you were putting it on, like, the aching joints on the elders. So you were certainly um, working with the healing ways in that lifetime. Oh, excellent. I'm a nurse in this lifetime, and I do believe in applying the healing arts of massage and film therapy and holistic therapy. Mm-hmm. 
And this was one that um, initially, it was kind of like more of in, in your in your uh, past life history, if you want to call it that. It was one of one of the more recent times for you. You've always had the healing arts in your background because I see it further and further and further, even, you know, passing to uh, Greek and Roman times. I see some connection as well with Chinese medicine, Eastern philosophy. Uh, there's definitely a real strong Egyptian connection to you as well. And these are all around the healing art. Okay. I know I've had three past lives as an Egyptian that I've been able to remember through past life regression. So I, mm-hmm. one of them I know was that I was a goat herder. Um, but it's good to know that I was also getting into the healing arts then too. Yeah. It's always been it's always been part of who you are. Yeah. It's always been part of who you are. Well thank you. We're getting a little echo feedback, so I will go on. Thank you so much for phoning. Thanks for right, thank you. hearing from you. Okay. Bye Garrett. Nice hearing from you again. Bye. Okay, we had a little echo there, but um, good questions, good questions, good questions. So, um, Garrett, what is what would you leave as your words to the our listeners right now during this um, great shift in humanity and what's going on in our political office and going on in our world? What what would be your words of wisdom that you could give to our listeners at this time? Because many people are in a great deal of upheaval. One of the things um, that certainly can help with this is to remember that aspect of you as to why you came here, because each of you is the strongest of the strong souls, knowing full well before you incarnated on Mama Earth how tough it was going to be, how hard it was going to be, but yet you came anyway as representatives of your galactic heritage and various past lives in which you have performed this work before, you chose to come back to bring forward your resonance, you know, in the form of love, in the form of highest appreciation of self, gratitude, peace, joy, all this energy encompassing you so that you can help the planet help the collective assist them in every form and every way as much as possible. So this is something that I've been sharing to, especially the star seeds, the individuals who have a very strong galactic resonance, who feel that earth is not home to them, that they've always want to go back, that they want to return back to their, to their source. It's important for them to know that they are not alone that there are other individuals out there who have this galactic connection and this galactic energy. And it's just right now is the time for us to be with each other, be in each other's presence. And while we're with each other, what happens is it's a way of recharging. It is a way of recharging our energy so that we're able to uh, surpass this density to surpass the aggression, to surpass some of the animosity and anger that is coming from the collective who are not quite to the level that we may be. So they are Mm -hmm. um, just now understanding for themselves, you know, in another way they're going crazy, but energetically it's bringing out all this deep embedded 
emotions, traumas, tragedies, it's all coming to surface. It's coming to surface, but really what it's, what it, it's time for them to, to um, deal with it, to, to help transform it, to help transmute it. And that's where, you know, with Shirley and I, Shirley B and I coming together to bring forward these tools in the form of activation, they were assisting to collective in that way. So just know, you know, for each of you who are out there, to remember who you are, to remember that you're always have, you've never left, you always have that cosmic starlight, that cosmic aspect of you, you are a piece of stardust, it's always been within you. And now it's time to open that piece back up to shine the brightest that you can to assist your brothers and sisters of the collective of humanity and just know that the tools and others are out there working alongside with you. That's a great message because I, I really do believe that um, community, community, community is really important. We have a healer upstairs uh, at our center here at the Hope and Affairs Center, and he is also a medicine man and shaman. And, and he had said to me, which I loved the statement, he said, we need community. And he says, and yet sometimes people will uh, walk away. And um, he calls them desert walkers. And he said they will mm-hmm. get thirsty. They will get thirsty if they are desert walkers, and they will eventually look for water, look for nourishment, and look for community. And um, But he kept on saying, which I love that image, is that if we walk in the desert and we think we can do this alone and we don't think we need community or do a collaboration work, um, that uh, they will get thirsty. They will get thirsty. So um walking with each other hand in hand shoulder to shoulder to do this collaborative work to help with ascension i think is really really important very important so i just um and i really honor you i know that you um do also a technique that i think we talked a little bit about it and it's called the ho hopanono um yes, the hawaiian yes yeah, yes. would you talk just a little bit about that before we end our work tonight? Yes, so Ho'oponopono is um, a technique. It's a modality derived derivative from the um, practices of Hawaii. Uh, when I came into this um, awareness of Ho'oponopono, it was through the kahuna, the kahuna spirits. They had um, come to me and spoke to me before, and, and shared with me that I needed to basically take these concepts of how to work with, with this energy to get to the point of zero, to get back to the zero point and to be in that zero point. So therefore, you know, I'm able to bring about manifestation as far as what I need in this life, you know. And so um, with Ho'oponopono, it's this energy of forgiveness. And what it is is about how to basically take responsibility. When there is a problem, why are you there? Taking responsibility right then and there to clear this problem by saying mantras, right? So the mantra goes into the energy of love, goes into the energy of gratitude, which you hear a lot about that right now. Everybody's talking about practicing an attitude of gratitude, as I like to say. Also really embodying the loving vibration, which is holding the highest intention to help with healing. So Ho'oponopono utilizes these mantras 
and you just help clear to reset, to clear and reset because there are programs, there are thought forms, there are generational traumas, there are dramas, uh, past life traumas that are continuing to replay and replay and replay and replay some more causing an imbalance and causing, you know, oh, why is this happening to me? Why do I keep having this pattern happen again? I'm always surrounded by bad luck. So what Ho'oponopono does is helps neutralize it through utilizing these mantras, through getting back to the state of zero, and then basically rewriting now, resetting yourself to be more open to inspiration. So when the inspiration comes from divinity, from that divine aspect of you, that piece of you that is cosmic starlight, then in that instance you act on it right then and there, and it moves you forward in a more vibrant way. And maintaining that peace from within I, the peace of I, that peace. I always like to affiliate it with the saying, if mama ain't happy, ain't nobody happy, right? I love it. It's not... (laughs) It's not just mama nowadays. It's us. If we are happy, if we are joy, if we are at peace and in balance within ourselves, then our energy fields are going to radiate that. So no matter where we go, if we get put in those dense situations, those tense situations, the density, that peace is always going to affect and touch someone else. It's going to change and shift that vibration. So that's what Ho'oponopono has shown me is that as long as I maintain this element of joy, the element of peace and love and whole and the highest that I can for myself here within, then no matter who comes into my fields, no matter who I talk to, no matter who feels me out, they can just feel that vibe coming off. You know, they feel it. So that higher intense vibration that's coming off, that sense of joy, that sense of playfulness, that sense of innocence that comes, all of that. And it gets to help them remember to go back into why you chose to be here, which is having a beautiful human experience, like having the human experience to appreciate why we're here, like the five senses, tasting, Mm -hmm. seeing, smelling, you know. There's a lot of a lot more that goes with it, but this is kind of more or less the premise behind all of it. So definitely, it definitely is helping at this time because we're taking initiative, we're taking the responsibility to clean it, to clear it, to neutralize it. Wow. So in some ways, it's kind of like sage when you say those four statements of clearing and neutralizing mm-hmm. your energy <laughs> and a restart all over in the morning and uh, in the beginning mm-hmm. of your day. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I, yeah. Uh, I have an affinity for Hawaii because I and Jody were invited over to Molokai after my hands burnt and to do some healing and to learn sacred hula. And so we were aware of this uh, mantra that um, uh, the natives say and people bring forth to and Molokai is known as the friendly island and that is very very true it is the friendly island and uh, Jody mm-hmm. kept on saying we are in paradise we are in paradise we are in paradise so I'm going to ask a question about my friend Jody because uh, we were out uh, in nature and we were having a um, a session with the spirits uh, of the land and 
uh, all of a sudden she started chanting. And so she has, um, she didn't know that she had an affinity to the Native Americans. But I was wondering, could you uh, zero in on her a little bit and have any Native American name or her background in Native American? Because she's always burning sage and all of the drumming and all that stuff. So I was just wondering if you could. <laughs> and this- and her name is Jody. Jody. Okay. Oh, Jody was a firekeeper um, coming through. She probably has a strong affinity to Inipi, which is Sweat Lodge. Um, mm-hmm. In the lifetime that's coming through for her, very strong. Definitely, it's going up, up, up. It's more in the. I'm seeing Cree, C R E E, the Cree Nation. Um, they had a lot of connection, like intertribal connection with the, the Lakota, the Northern Lakota. Um, and, and, and it's showing me that she was in that time, she was male. Um, she is known as the seed carrier is what they're calling her. And that means from their perspective is the keeper of the fire. So basically what half her job and her role in that lifetime was to make sure that then it's like they have a teaching that says the first fire that you would carry an ember from that fire to start a new fire. Does that make sense? Oh. And she oh. was that she was that seed carrier. It's showing me that she also has a strong connection to that to that particular element. Um, I see her in her later years as she became an elder and whatnot. That's where the drumming and the chanting came into place, and mm-hmm. then her name changed. She became, they called her Blue Cloud, Blue Cloud Singer is what wow. it translates to in this in, in English, uh, Blue Cloud Singer. Um, she hmm. was known for her chanting. She was able to invoke more of the air element. She was, she was actually pretty, um, what would you say, pretty uh, roundabout. Like she had, she had fire, and then now I see how this name is connected to the air, and in a way, like she was summoning the clouds, and then there's also a water component. So she was pretty balanced there. She learned how to harness elements, the four elements, very easily, very efficiently, but in such a balanced way. So it was like she wasn't just preference, you know, having preferential treatment for fire. She also used the air. She also used the water. And then she had the stones, the stones, which was her uh, connection to the earth. And that's where the sweat lodge ceremony came in um, to help uh, balance and ground and anchor for her. Hmm. Hmm. Very interesting. It's very interesting because Mm -hmm. I don't know if you knew that my hands caught on fire (laughs) and I was in the burn unit for two weeks, but Jody and I and our friend Mona went to a sweat the the night before, and it was such mm-hmm. such such a powerful sweat. And um, so um, so I will let her know that she is listening and she um, to encourage her to keep on chanting then because that's part of her that's part of who she is. It's part of her DNA, I believe. Mhm. Mhm. So. Yep. And that's what all of, I want all of our listeners to understand is that even when they come out with these questions or they begin to connect to something is that I believe that's the awakening of their DNA. And if they feel passionate about that, 
um, just like mm-hmm. you talked to one of our listeners, it's time, it's time to go forward yep. in that and, um, and learn. So, mm-hmm. um, so would you do us a um, wonderful, wonderful opportunity of saying a prayer over us uh, before we leave the air tonight? And I say my thank yous to you. Would you leave us with the prayer and a blessing as we close yes. tonight? Yes, I can do that. Thank you. Kudor Jondo Lash Manasa Yadikeshit Ah Ayos Kas Nehodok Ish Nehod Sui Chahashkesh Sis Nanjin Sold This Doko Osli De Benta This Na Odisi Dis To Osi Kaj Eyashke Hash Eogan Asana Glaheshima Yoskai Sanshima Nadas kai nadas tui yode askas e nikles askas isntas e tuanas chin tuobeyaj at isiratnale do be anoses dot asko yeyonasiki diko nikets isbete kleto les ninte kes behet kleto les nikenahat a bete kleto les nika ina bete kleto les Akot aya diko di endenen dat no gloni na awet ni yaje dat ni glo to the nan dat no gloni na awet ni yaje dat ni glo ko the nan dat no gloni na awet ni yaje dat ni glo list it the nan dat no gloni na awet ni yaje dat ni glo ne hostan the nan eto diko na awet ni yaje dat ni glo ya hot echo Ayunchke Dien at ed that niglon, na awet ni yajet that niglon, kot aya dikonde. Akori a dikon so the zensa isha, kot akori a dikon sa bayonch tiro. Hojona has clean, hojona has clean, hojona has clean, hojona has clean. Thank you. Thank you so very much. You're welcome. I just I just want to say thank you for saying yes to our program tonight. Thank you for um honoring your elders and and passing on information to us who who love to drum and love to burn sage. I so appreciate that and and I can feel your heart and 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 the simplicity and the humbleness I can hear from you Garrett. I so appreciate that. I so appreciate that. And um, 
I do look forward in meeting you in person. Once again, I'm so excited about meeting you in person and meeting the other people who are coming together mm-hmm. at the Hope Interface Center in June of next year. Do you, you yeah. know, um, it's a collaboration. It's called a star gathering. I want everyone to know that. And um, uh, it's, it's just going to be wonderful to have you here. And um, do you have any idea of what you might be teaching and talking about here at the Hope Interface Center at the Star Convention next year? Probably, I would say there's going to be definitely an element um, that's inclusive of Sasquatch, um, bringing their teachings and awareness to help the people. Um, and then there's going to definitely be some star language, star language that's going to come through. Um, I've been speaking this language ever since I came back from the Sasquatch conference that uh, Rita had mentioned. It all started for me um, there back in September, and now this language is coming through very strongly. So it's like even though I, I speak Navajo, and that's my life in this lifetime, my galactic heritage, my essence of who I am, representing where it is you know, that I come from, that language has come back and it's coming forward very strongly. And I will be teaching some awareness with regards to how each and every one can connect back to this deeper aspect of who they are. And so there'll be some star language uh, workshops, uh, teachings around this. That's something that's going to come through very strongly. Wonderful, wonderful. I want to tell our audience once again, this is the lineup that we have here. Um, Caroline Oceana Orion will be here. Uh, Shirley Bostock will be here. Reverend Carrie Chapman will be here. Dave the Mystic, I believe you know him, Garrett. It's been on his program. Dave Mm -hmm. the Mystic. Christine Day will be here. And Garrett Duncan will be here. They'll all be here, everybody, on June 23rd and 24th. The the price of this, get this everyone, is two two two. We wanted to make it reasonable. If you want to come to uh, Blue Earth Makato, um, it, which is native land uh, here, an unbelievable energy is here, and so it's exciting to have it here in two, 2018 on June 23rd and June 24th. And if they want more information on that. You can certainly go to our website at www.hopeinterfaithcenter.com. And then, Garrett, would you give your information if people want to connect with you and have a session and ask you questions? What is your information uh, that you can give the audience of connecting with you? I do have my website, which is www.navajoilluminations.com. On my website, I do have a section that, you know, talks about all the classes and workshops that I offer. Um, There is a component on the website that asks if you wish to have a session with me and asks you to fill it out. Um, and I receive an email once this is filled out, and I'll reach out to you to schedule the session. The sessions can be done over the phone. They can be done via Skype. They can done, be done in person. So energy is energy, and it works all forms and all manners and all ways. I also do have a Facebook page as well. It's under Navajo Illuminations, and I do post a lot of my events 
on there. On the Facebook, I have um, the earthwork that I have been doing, utilizing crystals to help the waters of earth, to help the different forms of waters all across the earth. And so I post a lot of that activity on there. So you'll see in the history with regards to my Facebook page um, where I've offered crystals to various water forms. You'll see where I perform these crystal ceremonies to assist. That's something, too, that I um, strive to emphasize to get the people to help, to help raise the vibe, to help raise the vibration and frequency of the planet through the utilization of, of the water element, element in this way. Um, I, don't, I also have on my website, my phone number is on there, and along with my email address. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you so much. And I, I once again, I so appreciate you, and I look forward uh, to June. And um, I believe we're going to do some river work here at Makato, Makero, Minnesota, because we have two rivers that come together and create one. So we're going to do some ceremony for the water um, here. So I appreciate that, that you just mentioned oh, that. So that yeah, wonderful, mm-hmm. wonderful, perfect. wonderful. We're going to have a good time. We are. We are going to have a marvelous time. We are going to have a marvelous time. And to all of my friends who are listening to the Hope Show, the Pure Hope Show, we would not be here without you. And we have had such a wonderful, wonderful number of people who have been calling in. I appreciate all the callers that we had in tonight. I ask you to tell your friends about this. It's waiting in the archives for them. We always archive every single show that we've had, um, waiting for them to listen to. We have some awesome programs that are archived. Just to let everyone know, our next program is going to be with Reverend Carrie Chapman. That is also going to be a live program that is airing on December 12th at 7 p.m. Just a little bit more about Reverend Carrie Chapman. She has had a wonderful and unique life Um, She has great wisdom, strength, and courage, and she helps many others to help understand their own life journey. Um, Carrie is quick to point out, which I just love about her, that she's not been educated uh, in what we call the Earth Schools, but in the university of what we call the planet of life. She's been schooled in many life lessons on this earth plane and in many other dimensions. She's taken into many other dimensions. She's known for her purity of heart. She is steadfast in her integrity because that is who our guests always are, is I look for people who are in their integrity and that they're not selling snake oil. And and, and all of these people, especially Carrie and Garrett, as you as well, that you are truly working with the ascension process about this planet and um, helping the planet and helping each other rise and shine, rise and shine. So I ask all of you um, who are listening tonight to tune in once again on December 12th, where Carrie will come with her group of um, council members uh, in the ethers and will be talking to us on that evening. And now I end with a Navajo blessing for the new year. I am the child of white shell women, woman. I am the child of changing woman. I am the grandchild of white shell woman. 
I am the grandchild of changing woman. We thank our Mother Earth for giving us the chance to enjoy our life. We thank our Father Sky for giving us the chance to walk under him. Treat the earth, all that dwell thereon, with great respect. Remain close to holy people. Show great respect for all human beings. Work together for the benefit of all mankind. Give assistance and kindness wherever needed. Do what you know to be right. Look after the well-being of the mind and of the body. We thank our elders. We thank our parents for teaching us wisdom and knowledge. We thank the sacred mountains and all the holy ones for lighting our darkness. We thank our grandfather, Talking God, for giving us the breath of life. In beauty, it is finished. 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 And to all of the listeners, and to you, my friend Garrett, I thank you, I thank you, I thank you so much and uh, for being here tonight. And yes to life, yes to life, yes to life. Until we meet again, my friends, namaste, namaste, namaste. Thank you for tuning in to Pure Hope by Reverend Janice Hope Gorman. And until next time, remember that true greatness consists in being great in the little things. Be kind, be gentle, be loving, be true.